This is Untold Stories of Perth, produced by the Centre for Stories for the City of Perth. Mid-1970s Perth. Isolated both geographically and culturally from the rest of the country. It's a sleepy city. Dullsville, some might say. Yet if you dig a little deeper, you'll find a rich history of a counterculture that altered the state's cultural landscape and paved the way for the next generation of alternative musicians. Set against the backdrop of Western Australia's traditionalist identity and propelled by the city's geographical isolation, the Perth punk scene played a pivotal role in the global spread of punk rock and forever changed the shape of our city's live music scene. Well, the Perth scene, what you call now the independent music scene these days, alternative music, whatever term you want to use, um, didn't exist. That's Dave Faulkner, a key figure in the punk scene of the 1970s. Dave was part of the Cheap Nasties and later started The Victims. In his post-punk life, Dave went on to start The Hoodoo Gurus, one of Australia's most iconic and well-loved rock bands. The blues scene was kind of like the, the cool scene, and then the other music scene was pretty much just commercial music, and it was like pubs and clubs where people would play covers. It was cover city, so you, you had these bands that would play massive beer barns like the Balga Tavern and the Herdsman Hotel, you know, to a thousand people doing Beatles songs. That was Neil Fernandez. He was also a part of the Cheap Nasties and later founded the Mannequins. I had a friend at school, Dave Faulkner. We ended up in a school band together and we ended up going to university together and we ended up in a, this drunken band. And um, through that, we got to know a guy called Kim Salmon. We used to all go and see bands in Perth, and at that time it was just blues bands, basically. But Kim Salmon played us an album by a band called The Ramones, and my life wasn't the same after that. I remember Dave saying he saw The Ramones, and it felt like what, it, what he imagined a lobotomy would feel like, you know, just this kind of... It was the energy, the rawness, the simplicity, the kind of in-your-face thing. You just want to sing about what you're feeling and it doesn't matter if you're crappy at playing guitar, get up and do it, say what you want to say in a way that, you know, it makes you feel good and something interesting will happen. I think the punk rock scene really did lead to a big change in the Perth culture where a lot of other bands, the idea of writing your own songs and all those things became quite, you know, like the thing you had to do. The punk music scene was concentrated in the UK and the US. However, it did find its way down under to Australia. But this was pre-internet, so music lovers had to rely on music magazines and record shops to hear about how the punk scene was unfolding on the international stage. This kept Perth connected to the larger punk movement, and it meant that in some ways, the Perth punk scene was influenced more so by New York and London than by Melbourne and Sydney. Most of the British music press, Musical Express, Sounds, Melody Maker, and also the, the American magazines, Rock Scene and uh, Cream Magazine. Those were the magazines. You could buy them in the, uh, music, the, the cool record shops, the import stores, but also you could subscribe to them as well. So as music fans, that was, the only way, that was our lifeline to the outside world. That was our internet. And so we first heard about this, this music from, from CBGBs in New York City and this band called The Ramones, and of course, you know, the television and, and Blondie and, and the Patti Smith. But, you know, The Ramones was the one that kind of sounded the most intriguing. And, and you know, this buzzsaw guitar and these strange lyrics about beating on the bracket of baseball bat. It sounded very strange, and it was very strange at the time. You know, it was revolutionary. 
So that was what, we were just fascinated by that. We couldn't hear the records because there weren't any. So we were reading about this music and trying to imagine what it must sound like, you know, from the descriptions. And finally when the records came out, you know, that's when the world opened up. They'd import them for us. So Dada Records was around at the time. Uh, there was a record called White Rider and 78. So you could order records through them and they'd get them for you from the US or UK or wherever it was. I remember ordering a record of a band called The Damned, which was the first record I bought. And then there were 78 records on Hay Street. And um, you, you had those little booths where you could go and listen to this stuff. Well, the booths were full, so they played the record over the PA. <laughs> I'm sure lots of people left the shop. The first punk rock gig in Perth went down in mid-1977 at the Rivervale Hotel. This was a pivotal moment for the scene, a time for the weirdos and misfits to congregate, to see that they weren't alone, and for the punk scene to officially form. The first punk band that performed was Kim's band, The Cheap Nasties, and we actually played as a support to the Elks, who were a blues band. They supported us, so they, they gave us a gig at the Rivervale Hotel on a Friday night. I met James Baker at the first official punk rock show, which was the Cheap Nasties. They kept rehearsing and, and they got good and they, they had a, the first official show in Perth, anyone calling themselves punk rock. They played at the Rivervale Hotel and everyone that liked this music all across the city, all these strange little, you know, weirdos, all converged. That became the punk scene right that night, you know, coalesced right there. Those people became nucleus. We were all united by this feeling of like, we've got the most interesting music in the world, we're listening to it and we're part of it. Because we all like the same thing, we all accepted each other, you know, off the bat, you, you automatically qualified as being, you know, a cool person, so to speak, you know, someone that belonged here because you understood you were here for the, the right reasons. It was our own private world and no one, you know, knew it was even happening probably. As the punk scene grew, so did the number of inner city music venues showcasing this new and alternative sound. From the site of the State Theatre Centre as we know it today, to a tucked away cabaret jazz club, the punks were making their mark in Perth. We played at the Governor Broom Hotel, which is where the State Theatre is. This jazz club in East Perth called Hernando's. It's the corner of Bennett Street and Hay Street. Andy, I don't remember his name, um, allowed us to play there. And so that became a really big punk thing. Hernando's was the venue. Other venues, there was the City Hotel. There was a place called Albert's Tavern. There was an Albert's bookshop in Hay Street and there was a tavern underneath. I recall playing there. But the two main venues was the Governor Broom and Hernando's. It took picking a day when nothing happened. And they went, yeah, well, what have we got to lose? Might as well play. And then sticking at it. And if there weren't too many fights, you know, or of the case of Hernando's, Andy was making more money than he'd ever known. So they'd all turn up to Hernando's because that was like the punk scene to go to. And it wasn't a big venue. They might crowd in, I don't know, 100, 150 people. But started off with there being nobody there. The Broadway Tavern, you always knew when there was a good movie on television because the Wednesday movie would be on TV and the, the numbers would just drop. And you'd go, oh, something good must be on TV. We got a gig. It was that happy hour at the Cudale Hotel. So this is four o'clock on a Friday afternoon at the Cudale Hotel. The victims were headlining and the Cheap Nasties were the support act. And the place was full of truckers. 
and they started throwing bottles at us and um, the, the bar manager just <laughs> came and gave us a couple of hundred bucks each and told us to fuck off. Though short-lived, the Perth punks leave behind a lasting legacy. From alternative music venues to original songwriting, the punk music scene was a small revolution, forever changing the way we make and consume music in Perth. The two most important things that came out of the Perth punk rock scene were one, the fact that we only wanted to write our own songs. We did do some covers, but basically the whole thing was you were writing a song to say what you wanted right now. So you were writing your own music. That was something that was not common uh, in most music in the city at that time. And that became the thing to do. And it wasn't because of us, but we were just the first people that were doing that. What, what was so good about it? The fact that we could write songs and play songs. One of our proudest, my, from my view anyway, was playing the Dianella Hotel for a residency of four Saturdays before we did get kicked out. But, and just having people who would go to the Dianella for a drink, get up and dance to some of my songs. This podcast was commissioned by the City of Perth and produced by the Centre for Stories, Mason Velios and Anna Forrest. Editing and soundtrack by Mason Velios with original music from The Mannequins. Special thanks to Neil Fernandez and Dave Faulkner.